Ring the alarm. <laughs> the fire in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was so hot in here that the fucking fire alarm started going off. Mate, recording. Our knowledge is fire. That's it. Yeah, it's fire. Our, our tips are fire. It's yeah. getting hot in here. <laughs> getting up. Take off. So, Miles, what's the deal with this place? Like, is it about to burn down? Is that why the fire alarm was going off? No, oh, we got down to the bottom of the stairs, and there was some lady in like an Udi, an Udi, an Udi, yeah, oh, Udi, and she was like, "Don't worry, it was just my burnt dinner." Yeah, literally on the bottom floor. On the bottom floor. She or did she like, walk all the way down there just yeah. so she could tell people? Yeah, and I think she was trying to turn off the like the fire alarm that was just buzzing every oh floor. Oh, my God. I it was, was like... loud. Yeah, it was loud. I was just like, I'm just grabbing my Draft Boys laptop and I'm leaving. That's got all my draft strategy oh, on there. Exclusive. You got to take what's important, I right? Know. I forgot the trophy. You... T- we all did, to be fair. Yeah. That thing would have gone we up. Ran yeah. without it. Oh, my it's God. The fantasy trophy. Yeah. Yeah, I see it over there shining bright. Shame it didn't happen during the pod. You know, it would have been some good content of us, like, running down a lift, trying to continue yeah. our chat. Would yeah, we, we probably should have filmed box. it, hey. We don't <laughs> film enough stuff. <laughs> yeah. The fire. The fires. We're going up on Insta this week. Oh, mate. Well, boys, how are you guys feeling? There's a bit more that's happened since the last time we potted, which was about a week ago. Yeah, lots going on. Um, I feel like the transfer market's like quietened down a little bit, but obviously we only have had a week to reflect back on yes, that. But only summarizing a week's worth. We're getting close, boys. Our draft is only about what ten, 10 days, days away? away. Yeah. Well, our draft is like the latest draft yeah. you can have. Like we always draft super late. It yeah. is. We draft like six hours before kickoff. Basically. So good. Like, it's the yeah. best way to do it. Deadline's gonna it's happen like, on the spot. Yeah. And it's is deadline on kickoff now, or have they still delayed it for the for the week or two afterwards that they do the transfer deadline? The deadline, yeah. Shit, I was wondering this today, and in all my research, I forgot yeah, to do I forgot that. Forgot to look it up as well. Look, because I wonder if we'll know if Kane is gone. I don't think we will. Mm. I have a feeling that they brought it back, like it went back to being like at least two weeks or something mm. after the transfer deadline. Anyway, we got our stat guy on it now. Yeah, that's going to be chat. So let's 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 do a little transfer chat, Hito. Why don't you lead it off, and then we'll do a bit of snack chat. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, so the by the way, transfer window will close in England at 11 p.m. on Friday, the first of September. First of September. So still like three, three weeks. weeks yeah. So yep. it's normal. Because yeah. they were thinking about changing yeah, that back for a to while. the norm. They did change it for one season. They did, didn't they? But then yeah. something with COVID happened. No, no, no. We're good. There's some weird noises going the on fire. the building now. Okay. The fire brigade's it's, checking everything. It's house. haunted. It's uh Ooh, on spooky, fire. Spooky episode. Maybe a ghost lit the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Just ignore it. I think it's my neighbor just moved in. So he's like doing some renos and shit at 8.30 at night. Oh, oh that's great. We cool. love that. That's cool. Thanks for interrupting, mate. All right. Let's talk uh, transfers. We can dive straight into it. So first one I just want to call out is is one outgoing just because it backs up a topic we're going to talk to, talk about today is midfielders. Okay. Yes. ASM has left Newcastle. For, a nut, for the Saudi, Saudi Al, League. Al-Halau. Harvey Barnes. Slip right in there. Oh, mate, I know. Value. I'm looking forward to talking about that, actually. Mm. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a nice one to know as outgoing. There's a few other outgoings recently, but not as uh, influential in terms of minutes as that one, I think, will be. In terms of some other action coming in, uh, Fulham have confirmed a defender, Calvin Bassey. Um, he historically, last year in the Dutch League, has got one goal and three assists, so not too bad for a centre-back. Yeah, okay. Shoring up some decent money. I think it was 23 mil, so probably going to be a starter if you're looking at Fulham defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, another defensive action coming in for Brighton as they couldn't get uh, Levi Colwell 
Yeah. That's his name they from Chelsea. Fucking have him. Can't afford him from Chelsea. <laughs> so they've uh, bought in Igor Julio. Um, he historically has had disciplinary issues. <laughs> so beware. Okay. Uh, he had 12 yellow cards last season and two red cards. Whoa. So Suarez. If you're picking him up, beware. You beware. Could you might be frustrated points. there. He's only had two career goals. So he's not going to be. I'm not loving him. A spot for goals. Just from what I've heard of Hito Summary, no. There you go. That's a no from me. That's what the stats tell you. So next one we kind of talked about last week a, a little bit. Anthony Alanga from um, United to Forest as a midfielder. Um, he's moved over. Last year he had 26 appearances and only two assists. Yep. So it wasn't a great season for him. Um, yeah. He might flourish in a new team, but it's not piquing my interest too much early on as a pick. I did see him look good for a minute in the season before though. Yeah, he's had moments, but... I, yeah, it's always hard when a, a youngster kind of breaks away from a big team they haven't made it at. Yeah, yeah. So watch this space. Another movement in midfield for Burnley. They've uh, picked up a guy called Luca Kolashow. Ooh. Um, one goal. Um, sorry, one goal and one sub appearance for Espanyol last year. Um, wow. so he did not play a lot. Interesting. Um, very low minutes. Espanyol got relegated, so he's coming for like two million pounds. So. Not that hyped about him. Burnley are on a budget. They're on a budget for sure. And then the biggest news, boys, it's not 100% official yet, but our boy Fabrizio Romano has basically confirmed <laughs> it. So it's nearly official. Um, oh. He is the Bible now. Um, and United <laughs> signing Hoyland. Hoyland. Um, we're going to fuck that one up this season, aren't we? Saying yeah. Harland and Hoyland. Um, <laughs> striker from Serie R. He is tall, explosive, has aggression and a swagger. But he's not the finished product. The swagger. Okay. Oh. So Nine goals last season. So for the amount of money they're spending. What team spending, did he come from? I think it was Fiorentina. I can't quite remember off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, I think you're right, honest. actually. Um, they spent a lot of money. Oh, on. no, sorry. Atalanta. Atalanta. Atalanta That's yeah. the one. Um, a lot of money for nine goals. So I wouldn't be getting, you know, scooped up in the hype. Do you know how old he is? I think he's. Like he's quite young. He's 20. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. like 19, 20. He's very young. So I'm, ans- I'm asking questions I know the answers to. I just think a lot of people <laughs> might see that price tag and go, sweet, Man United starting 11, Yeah, new striker. Do you know how tall he is? Um, oh, he's like, he's tall. He's yeah. a big boy. 1.91 meters. <sighs> Jeez, that's That's tall. like 6'3", I think. It's decent. That's fucking tall. That's how tall I am. Y- yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're fucking tall, bro. <laughs> yeah. I know we're both currently sitting. Got here that looking Viking up at blood, you. dude. Yeah. Um, we're on boxes right now. Yeah, so yeah. We have equal eye level. Oh wow! I was wondering how you guys were so. Yeah, tall. Know, we've had to get our super super seats. But and then the final transfer, um, Jakob Brun Lassen to Burnley. He's a midfielder. One goal and twelve appearances last season in the Bundesliga. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Not a lot of uh, firepower coming in. No, moment, but just that was to get you up really, to speed. They, thanks. It was quite boring. Yeah, it was quite boring, wasn't I, it? Literally, no one got me that excited. Even no. Hoyland, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no. Okay. Shut that down. So, I want to get straight into our... Ne- oh, sorry, we should talk about preseason, but before that, I need snack chat. Snack chat. Let's do yeah. it. I want Hito's snack. So, wet the whistle. It's a new season. New times are here. I'm going to tell you what snack chat is. For those who know, just enjoy. Snack chat is our favorite segment. We rate and berate each other's snacks. One of us brings one, the other two rates it, and we just have a good time. Yeah. I'm going to start with the snack before I bring out the drink. I love that. Because you're going to like the drink. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Our snack tonight 
is coconut crispy rolls, chocolate flavor. Okay, that's pretty cool. So crack those open. They yeah. kind of look like spring roll shapes, but very Whoa. wafery. Yeah, they're kind of like a Vietnamese. Oh, you know what they look like? Corinthians. Oh, they do look. Dude, look you like know how much I froth on coconut Corinthian. I'm like from last year. Those Corinthians. And to wash it Trump down, boy. What what better way to wash down that thirst and crush it with a can of Solo, but hard Solo? Oh, my God. I saw that. I just saw some guy review them as well. That guy from Queensland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Alcoholic well, these are good. hard Solo. Uh, for our foreign listeners, it's traditionally, I think it's only Australian. Yeah, Solo, solo is Australian. It's like um, Lyft or it's like a lemon squash drink. Lemon squash, um, but soft tra- drink, but it's alcoholic. But traditionally not alcoholic. Yes. And I was very excited of this for Snack Chat. I'm a little bit disappointed you beat me here, Heat, because I wanted to spoil you with oh, it. Because I knew how much you were going to like it. <laughs> I just saw it there. I'm like, I've got to bring that for the boys. I, I cannot wait to rate this. Mm. Have you uh, tried any of the snacks yet? Okay, so I have tried the coconut one. Okay. I can't really taste Are the Are they chocolate? both the same? No, there was... I. The thing is they're inconsistent. That's my first note. Mm, okay. There's chocolate in some, not in others. Secondly, I don't taste that much coconut. But I think the whole thing's kind of made up of coconut. For me, it might be just missing the uh, the punch. Where's the chocolate? Where's the, the sweetness? Yeah, because the, 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 the roll is quite nice. It's missing a nice like chocolate. Um, filling inside, yeah, isn't even it? Even like a bit of Nutella, like a bit of hazelnut. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Hito. Mm. Let's get this preseason chat underway. Let's do it. I'm going to give you a quick rating on this solo. Oh my god! You can you can't even taste the alcohol. It's it's this literally killer, just man. A solo. Oh, I could have so many of these. Oh my god! You know who's going to love <laughs> That's this? Alcoholic. One of our mates in the league, Stace. Stace. Yeah, I thought Stace would love this. And it's a little bit more lemony than normal. Mm. Like a bit more syrupy kind of taste instead of the bitter lemon. Oh god, it's so good. Very very tasty. Low on fizz, so you can slam it down fast. Oh, oh man. Dangerous. <laughs> That's their slogan. They might have removed it for the alcohol. I think so they, they did. They literally just said made with crushed lemons, but we all know what they mean. Yeah. Was Solo the one with the, the crocodile in the commercial when it's like going down the river and the guy like has the wrestle with the crocodile? Oh, yeah. I vaguely Back remember day, that. Like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to rate the drink first because I'm excited about it. How much did they cost? Um, for a four pack, it was $19 with the Dan Murphy's discount. Oh, I would pay that every discount. day. 23 I'd pay that every drink. day. Wow. I think that just even raised my rating. I'm going to go for a 9.6. Oh, baby. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same number, to be honest. Raise him. Raise him. No. It's just <laughs> it, 9.6. Okay. I'll take it's that. Mass. Oh, it is God. fucking good. Mine's nearly gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking it like it's just a soft drink. I'll, and I'll give you a rating for the coconut crispy rolls. Uh, I'm disappointed because it is my type of it, thing. It looks like it better than it is. Hey. Where's the I'll chocolate? Give, I'll give it a six. And that's I think that's being generous. I think so too. Yeah. I'm giving it a 4.5. Where's the chocolate? I know. A very disappointing snack. The brand is Saver. But you know what? I would have looked at that packet and picked it out too. So Yeah. Look, that's now what we're we here for. We're now to test we and trial for our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows now that they should all come to Australia and drink hard solo <laughs> <Yeah>. and maybe <laughs> die. <laughs> Do we have any more of that? Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, thank God. Okay. okay. All right. So now we're going to go through this really quick, guys. Um, it's just kind of a preseason update. 
I think we should really only go through maybe the top scorers here in preseason yeah. because yeah. I have given some numbers later in the pod um, referring to preseason goals. Uh, sorry, I need a burp. Someone talk. Okay. Yeah, so what? we'll start with Burnley. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm talking about the preseason form chart that Hito's got here. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh, oh yeah. My so God, just a I've little bit it. of a summary with I've where we're at in terms of basically goal tally, goal and assist tally mm. across the teams just to kind of give a little bit of a summary. Surprisingly, at the top of the list is a guy called Anderson. Yeah, tell me about him. Plays for Newcastle. Mm. He's a midfielder. Yeah. There's a lot of chat that he's just kind of, you know, obviously a bit less priority in the squad. So, you know, take the, the form with a little bit of grain of salt. But I don't mind it. I'm kind of like, okay, this is a little bit of a like maybe a sleeper. You can pick later in the draft just to see if he gets anywhere near the first 11. But mm. there's always someone lie. that comes out like this. The form don't lie. He's got four goals, three assists. Okay. So another one worth shouting out is Bowen. Yeah, Bowen's got some form. Three goals, three assists. Yeah, that's six attacking returns in preseason. Like that. That's really nice. I'm not sure how current this is because I think it was I'm seeing like two days ago. Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, because I'm seeing Eze on the list here with only five attacking returns, and I know now he's got six, so he's Ooh. tied up with uh, Bowen. Um, yeah. And then what about Jackson? Jackson's in there too, baby. He's two, two goals, really three silky. assists from Chelsea. He's looked really good. We we shouted him out last week. Mm. I think nothing's really changed. I don't even think he's got a goal or assist since we last talked. No, I haven't seen um, that. So a lot of that was in those first couple games. Yeah. But yeah, looking really good out there. Um, let's just quickly shout out another couple of names. Just going to say, yeah, Darwin is performing pretty well in preseason. He um, is. We didn't get a lot. We didn't talk too much about Darwin, but we're seeing these returns like three three goals, one assist. What are you thinking about him? It's pretty it's pretty spicy, and I, I saw an interesting um, stat from someone who was looking at a few things this year um, preseason with Liverpool. Darwin and Salah have started every game together in preseason. Mm. Oh wow! Um, Darwin has kept, kept his well. strike position for most um, the most recent game with Jota moving to the left. Mm. Um, so pretty interesting that. Obviously, Salah is the prime starter for Liverpool. And the fact that he's always combined with Darwin in his team, maybe just a little bit of a hint there in terms of how they're thinking about shaping up. Interesting. And Salah's, you know, he's got three assists. So, you know, he's that's and a goal. Some really nice assists too. So, um, he's doing really well. Another one we mentioned last week was Mbamba from West Ham. I don't think anything's changed since we last shouted it out. West Ham striker, three goals. Trossard with three, Richarlison with three, Mateta with three. You know, some so some different decent form coming through for a few different players, particularly the more attacking um, ones we'd expect. Mm. Okay, great. I think uh, that's all we needed to go f- through for that because I think we'll get into a bit of that in our midfielder chat. Um, I'd like to just – I think what we'll do is we'll kind of go through a little bit team by team and talk about midfielders, not necessarily just rank them. Mm-hmm. Just maybe talk about their prospects and – Maybe some issues that some of the uh, midfields are facing and or some of the dilemmas that are out there. Yeah. I think a good place to start, it's kind of alphabetically, Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, look, they've got like almost the holy trinity of midfielders. So let's let's start with them. They got more than the holy trinity. Now they've now, got the, the quad. The holy quadrinity. Um, yeah, that was terrible. So we got Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. Uh, their performance last year was they almost matched each other perfectly there was like what 14 so points 14 difference. points between them like Odegaard with 212 15 goals eight assists mm. 
We had Saka with 202 points, 14 goals, 12 assists. Uh, then we had Martinelli finally, 15 goals, 9 assists. Like fucking hell did those guys perform and they just shared it. There's Look, there's big questions here. So if you guys have a choice of the three, we're, we're putting Saka up top just because of penalties? I'd say so. I heard he missed one. Um, in the last preseason game. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change anything. Uh, obviously, if Jorginho's on the pitch, he won't. I don't think he'll get them. No. But I don't think Jorginho's going to feature very much. They have solidified uh, their midfield with Declan Rice, which is not part of this chat, but it kind of is. Um, I think really the question we need to add in is what people are going to be wondering is how Habits fits into these three. Yeah. So... I think he's probably likely going to play kind of where Xhaka was. Um, and wow, that far back, you think? Yeah, but the thing is, if you remember last season, Xhaka was getting in and contributing quite a lot. He had seven goals and eight assists from ha- where Havertz will be playing. Mm. Um, now, Xhaka's uh, more of a defensive-minded player. Havertz, a more attacking-minded player. I'm sure the role will shift a little bit under that, but... I have a feeling that Declan Rice will be more of that holding mid and Havertz will be given the um, mm-hmm. you know the license to move forward because I, I'm pretty sure what they were doing a lot of the time is Zinchenko was kind of coming narrow into the midfield um, a lot of last season and some people are thinking that that will happen again. If Havertz starts going forward, then Zinchenko will kind of protect the back three. Yeah, it'll become a back three. I think that would make sense and it's going to add some uh, height to their set pieces too people like Rice and Havertz in there. Yeah, definitely. I, I just don't know if he drops back as far as that. I, I, I'm thinking that... It's going to be versatility though. Like he's yeah. going to rotate, but I have a feeling he may play back that far. Right. So how would you guys be approaching Havertz in our draft? Like would would you be looking at him as potentially a th- like third mid punt or would you want that later on? If you've gotten too solid. I think he'd be a third mid, yeah. I, I think he might go even before you have an opportunity to get to the third mid. Yeah, yeah I agree. I th- He'll I, go on name alone. Yeah. Um, he's scored in the preseason. He's scored two goals in preseason. Mm. So he's getting forward and he's getting in the mix. Would you be picking him up though if it came to you as your potential second mid? As my second mid? Yeah. I'd be tempted. It's so hard for me to answer that right now. I, I haven't really looked at it. The whole my whole draft yet. I haven't looked yeah. at an order of where people are going to land. Look, I, I'm even thinking probably not just because uh, I just think that there's so much rotation there now. You know, you've got Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Havertz, you've got Trossard, you know, all of these. And then Jesus comes into it. I know that he's I've got a midfielder. I've got a decent answer, actually. But I, I would be more willing to pick up someone like Mbwemo, personally, as you my second play mid. Every game. And he's going to play. He's on pens until Tony gets back. Like, that's... I don't know if I want to deal with it. And he just had such a horrid season last year. I, I just Here's how I'd frame it. If he is going to be playing in Xhaka's role, getting forward, getting those goals, seven goals, eight assists, I'm going to treat it like that where I would have drafted maybe Xhaka. Yeah. If that's the role he's going to play, mm. seven goals, eight assists, that's quite a lot for that for that position, kind of position. Yeah. Like if Havertz matches that, that's a decent haul for that position. Mm. I would still draft him based on maybe those attributes. Those those kind of goals and assists. Having watched watched his attempts in the uh, skill challenge in the Premier League summer <laughs> series, I would not fucking touch him with a ten foot pole. Did yeah, you boys see that footage? That was a I bizzle. didn't. He but missed that every was a fucking volley, every shot. 
And he burnt me last year. So, <laughs> like, I'm. I think that there's other mids to get. Instead I of think shoot. so too. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting. We forgot to mention one. I think we briefly said his name, but Trossard. Yeah, he'll be competing for a place in a very competitive midfield. I'd say likely Martinelli is the one that's going to. Yeah, the winger role suffer the minutes. Um, lost there, but I think as well. You know, obviously Arsenal in the Europa League last season. Arteta used that as a lot of a rotation um, kind mm. of thing. They brought in Inkedia and all those players that weren't kind of getting to play. They're not going to treat the Champions League the same way. They're mm. going to want to go in and go as best as they can. So yeah. I don't think we'll see – I think we'll see more rotation in the Premier League. More value not, for those players. Yeah, exactly. Trossard and Havertz could increase highly because of that, yeah. Yeah. So that's worth noting and it's something to monitor. Mm. But as far as – I mean, the thing is – these guys are all going to get drafted. It's just where. And you have to make a judgment call based on their form up until when they play. And because, I mean, we're still over a week and a half away. How, ten, what do we say? 11 days before the start of the Prem? Yeah. There's still another set of preseason games to play, which are usually the most valuable ones because the teams treat that last one as like as close as they can to a real game. And they'll probably field the closest to their starting 11. Yeah. So at this point in time, we don't have that information, but you know, to those who will have that, make sure you check those lineups because that'll give you a pretty good idea as to who's going to be starting. And a perfect one to check will be the community shield. Yeah. Cause Arsenal and um, August city, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 7th of August for us, our time 1am. So, yeah, that'll be a great way to check what the lineup could be. Okay, let's get off this Arsenal chat. Um, I'm going to take it out of alphabetical order here because I'm not good with the alphabet. And <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to stick to big six teams right now because I feel like there's been a lot of shifts in yeah. big six midfields. Yeah, let's um, talk about it. Okay, let's talk United. Mm -hmm. So, United have signed uh, Mason Mount yeah. and now. Uh, Hoyland, and yes, he's not a midfielder, but he may impact this team. Traditionally, if I mean, I'm guessing that while they vet this guy, kid in, Rashford will probably be playing centrally. There's a good chance because Woot Weghorst, yeah, is gone, and I don't know Ooh. if Martial's been featured at all. I have not um, really seen his name pop up. I know that Rashford has featured in that role. There's a good chance he'll be um, up front. But the thing that will happen is when Hoyland plays, it's not like Rashford will get subbed out. He'll just play it as a winger, right? Yeah. Mm. So then that midfield, uh, obviously Bruno's in it. Yeah. There's that Ericsson role, which from what I've heard is what Mount is going to play. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one. You know, we could actually say, you know, it's the Bruno versus Mount, but it could actually turn into Mount versus Ericsson. I think maybe... I think maybe I've heard that um, they can't play all three. I've heard that Ten Hag has seen Mount's game for a long time. He was Mount early on played in the Eredivisie on a loan. Mm. And apparently uh, Ten Hag tried to sign him from uh, for Ajax back then. From Derby. Uh, no, oh, no, before sorry. Derby he played in the Eredivisie. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm not loaned. sure. Yeah, maybe, a, maybe, Yeah, it was a Chelsea yeah. loan. Yeah. Um, so he tried to sign him from Chelsea back then mm. um, unsuccessfully. So he's been a fan of his for a while. They've paid a big fee for him. Um, and I just think that like he's when, – when we're not looking at last season because it was a terrible season for him, he can, he can score 160-plus points. 
Oh, he definitely can. Played consistently and in the right system. He can score a lot of goals. And I think that Ericsson was kind of getting forward into the box, but Mount is one of those players. He works his ass off. He's going to get in that box and he's going to get some opportunities. It's a lot more clinical for sure. He's going to have something to prove as well. Yeah. So how are you boys ranking uh, United's midfield options? Rashford, Bruno, Mount. Yeah. Sancho after that? Does he even feature? Uh, so well, yeah, on the I right don't wing. Know. I mean, maybe you know, we, we got questions like Anthony, Ericsson, Sancho, probably the next three, um, where they go. It's probably to, just dependent on, you know, how, how the rest of your team stacks up, because if you've got already got a couple of risks in your team by that point, I wouldn't really want to be going any of them because I think that I, I'd, I'd say Ericsson would be my next one. Really over Sancho. Yeah. I just think that you're not going to get a nailed player. You're taking a risk. If With Sancho and Anthony, Definitely. you're taking a risk. But with the three that I named, with you say Rashford, Bruno and, yeah. and Mount, Mount is at the riskiest. That's why he's three. But he, I think he's actually more solid than Sancho. Sancho I, I could, agree too because I've just bought him for a decent money. So Yeah. I mean, he could be a little bit more settled this season. Oh, I, That's the thing though. You're guessing. It's yeah. all he could be. Like, there's no evidence. It's just no. like he's a name. You know, it's his second season. It's his second season? Third so, season now. Second. It was Ant- Anthony's second. Me? It's Anthony's second. Yeah. Did he come halfway Six, through? Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, two and yeah. a half years. But he's had plenty of time to settle. Well, he had, um, didn't he join when Ollie was in charge? Yeah. I think yeah. he joined during that, that long saga. But I don't know. If you've got a really solid team, you could be looking at okay, I feel pretty good about United this year. They've solidified. They're making some purchases. They might be solid again after Ten Hag's settled in. Like well, maybe Sancho might be your, you know, little punt that you might be wanting to get get some play in Fifth there. mid, yeah. If he's available, oh, I'm taking it. I, yeah, I'd say it fourth even, yeah. fourth mid. Like you've got three solid starters, yeah. no United players at yeah. that point. It's and a good way to diversify. Yeah, I'd want no other risks at that point. Yeah. Like you can take risks earlier, but they just have to be worth more than Sancho. I don't think right now Sancho's not worth that. So Yeah, good shout. Well, I think we've covered United pretty well there. Um I, was gonna, I wouldn't touch. <laughs> yeah, I was just I, I was literally just him. gonna look up how much preseason minutes before Oh, whoa. He's Sancho's got the most minutes. Yeah, he's and one playing. goal. So yeah, no surprise there. Mount has been featured a lot too. So, um, yeah, just before we move on, Anthony not really getting as many minutes but still getting a decent shout um, and he's got a goal too. So, uh, yeah, look, there's not enough information there to make a decision. It, at this point, he's favoring Sancho over Anthony. So that's something. Um, yeah, Tom Heaton. Got to start. You, yeah, you got a few minutes. You got a 180 oh, preseason minutes. Yeah, I made it here, boys. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling good. Feeling good for the season ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'll I take your see, comments back to Ten Hag and see, tell him you uh, prefer um, Sancho over Anthony. Did you see Onana? I, so. I don't know. Onana had a massive go at Maguire on the pitch. Mate, that's next Did podcast. That? Okay, don't skip ahead. Yeah. Keepers is our next podcast. Little teaser. Um, okay, I want to get on. I want to keep moving on. Yeah, we got a lot to get through. Soldier here. on, soldier on. Let's talk Liverpool. Okay, Hito, your specialty. I'm hoping you talk for days. <laughs> you said we're on we're on a schedule here. Yeah, I know. Well, we covered a little bit of the new signings last week. Um, chatting Sabazlai, 
um, and McAllister and how McAllister obviously won't be as valuable this year as last year um, because of his role that he'll play versus Brighton. But we've obviously just sold Fabinho. Henderson's gone. So there's going to be some more signings as well. Um, but it's looking more and more likely that your main two midfielders are definitely McAllister and Sabazlai. And then the third being at this moment, um, Thiago, but it will be probably Lavia from Southampton who we're about to sign and submit a bid for. So so it's a 4-3-3. 4-3-3. They'll be your two solid mids. Um I'm feeling still pretty good about them compared to historical Liverpool mid picks, but I'd be approaching them much like you'd think about a Xhaka at like maybe seven goals max. Yeah. Well, that's where I'd be basing my expectations. But those roles at Liverpool have rarely been prolific. They have been. They have been. That's why I have a little bit more hope that they might be. They have been prolific? No, I think they will be a little bit more. Oh, more so. They get, these guys are going to... Yeah. Because they've they got more different. skill set that yeah, allows for a that. A lot more creative. You know, you take out Henderson and, you know, Fabinho. They're not the most creative no, attacking no, midfielders. No, no, They're legs and they, yeah, they perform a different role. I, I, it will really be interesting to see what they can come up with. Um, I think, again, I wouldn't be valuing them insanely high. As you say, that Xhaka kind of role in terms of seven goals, would be, a, I think, a good result. And obviously chipping in with assists. And Elliot will play as well, I think. He'll definitely get some minutes again this season. He's looked really good in um, preseason, but again, a bit of a rotation player. Definitely, yeah. Deeper leagues, maybe like occasional um, ad hoc pickups mm. based off fixtures. Okay, so can we talk about the front line? We got obviously Salah. He's a lock. The yes. dude plays every fucking game of the season for a reason. Yep. 230 plus points. Like how, I had the note here. Sorry, I I the lowest he scored is six six seasons. Anyway, it's crazy. Yeah, and that wasn't even the lowest scoring season this year. Like, and we were all like, "Fuck, he's doing terrible." Boom, two hundred thirty nine points. Yeah, he's okay. a fucking beast. Before we move off Salah, can we just you know, is he your second draft pick? Yep. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Before Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Kane has too many question marks. Yeah. Kane, even if Kane was still there, I'd be wanting Salah. So, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, he had Especially, he had a bad season last year, and he still scored a lot of points. I think it just proves, yeah, that he's just like just don't ever give up on him. Yeah, the fucking go. You had him last year, and you tried to yeah. trade him a thousand times. Yeah, but it was like you shouldn't have. You should just sit there I mean, and watch the was, man. That play. was a bit of bounce as well. Like you would have had to give me a pretty good offer to get rid of him. Okay, I want to talk here about um, the front line. So we got some. We got Luis Diaz. We got yep. Diego Jota, Salah, Gakpo, Gakpo, Darwin. Gakpo, what's he rated as though? He's forward, a forward. And yeah. then, yeah, Darwin, obviously, who's a forward. So Gakpo and Darwin are going to pl- be probably playing up front, right? Yeah, but not together, I don't think. No, no, no. I mean, sorry. They're, as that, the center they're, forward. Yeah. It's either or, one of those yep. two. But that's yep. the problem with these guys. They can all interchange. They're so, all everywhere. Like even and Jota, Jota can, can play, play up everywhere. there too. It feels like the Arsenal discussion we just had in terms of there's going to be value in rotation mm. um, and there's going to be weeks. There'll obviously be players that will maybe at some point nail their spot um, and it's hard to predict at this stage because it will be based off form. But so far what I've seen, I, I feel like the strongest forward line is Jota on the wing, Darwin in the middle, Salah on the right, just mm. based off preseason form and goals and how he's been setting them up. But... Mm. Because Diaz is still coming back from injury. So in terms of ranking how I would draft them, Salah first, um, I'd be looking at my next midfielder will probably be 
um, I think maybe just Diego Jota um, slightly, then I'd be looking at um, Sabaslai and McAllister because I know they're guaranteed minutes. And then I'd probably be looking at Diaz later. Wow. I think if I was capable of taking the risk, like if I felt like I'd had a really good start to my draft mm. and could take the risk on Diaz, I might. Because it is about position, right? Like it, like it feels like, okay, there are risks even in the first draft pick. Like Kane, for oh, example. Yeah. He's a risk. So if you can mitigate some of that risk and be like, look, I've already got some great players that I'm going to know are going to start, then Diaz might factor and you can take that risk a bit earlier, right? Look at it like this. You know, we're in an eight-man league. And so for that, I think Diaz is going in the third round. Okay? Yeah. So I think if you've got no risk with your first two draft picks, you can punt on your third with Diaz. You know, say if you've got, you know, say Harlan and what, like, hmm. What's the set? What's like, what, what's the second pick? You might be getting Bruno. Oh no, Bruno. Uh, yeah. maybe Bruno. I mean, that would be just ridiculous. But yeah. that's pretty achievable. Say if you get Mount, just say Mount. Yeah, for example. You got you know two guaranteed starters. Second draft pick? No, I wouldn't even go Mount. Still not guaranteed. Like there are mm. questions. I mean, he does have a lot of preseason minutes. I know what you're yeah. saying though. Well, yeah, someone like maybe even like Foden or go. Watkins. Well, yeah, maybe especially Madison, if, especially if all Watkins like, is a good example. Especially yeah. if a lot of the Liverpool players have been scooped up, and it's your last mm. chance to get in that team. Yeah. Okay, guys, I've had enough of Liverpool. I Fair assume enough. they're going to be shit like last season. So I let's think, just move on. Why are we bothering them? I think they're going to be real good. No, by I the way, no, I do think they're going to be good. I, I shouldn't have said that because yeah. I, I don't want to mislead people. I'm just bantering with Hito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're going to be fire this year. Okay. Speaking of fire, here's the, ice. Bring Man City. Okay. Fuck me. Let's talk their midfield. So a few changes. Mars is gone. Gundy gone. Gundy gone. But they're not, and they haven't brought anyone else in yet. No. It's, I think there will be an addition. I think now that Maris is gone, there will be. There's no... So they brought room. in Kova. Um, yeah. But, but they didn't really need to bring in anyone, in my opinion. Like It doesn't feel super deep in that, like yeah, those midfield positions. But they positions. were deep enough like, to get rid of that, you know. So, you nah, know, I think KDB, they're going to sign someone else. Foden, Grealish, Bernardo. They're going to sign someone else. Bernardo doesn't really... Bernardo's very much a tool, like a weird tool in a toolkit that he brings out every now and then. Yeah. Well, it could, it could be it could be Rodri, Bernardo, and Kova as your three, and also that's true. I know played, we're not talking about Bilva pretty deep all last year. Yeah, he did. But Alvarez is going to play a little bit more, and he can play on the wing as well. Yeah, like he can play with Haaland. So, like, they've got options. No, I know they do, but I just think that knowing City, knowing how many comps are in. I think they're going to need one. There. They one need more. one more winger. One more winger. Yeah. But do I think that winger is going to boot out Foden or Grealish? Grealish? Probably not. Like, I think, but I don't know. I Foden I seems to be building to something. It solidifies to those two players where historically we've gone. Yeah. Oh, what, where's the Mares? It was basically in the Mares, Foden, um, Grealish trifecta of like who the fuck is going to start of those three. And that's Ooh. what I wanted to say is that like, Mares isn't there now. Mm. Foden should be in for more starts this year. They need another. He's been ball. in that system for a long time now. They still haven't signed someone. So at this point, he's going to know what Pep wants more than anyone. He's clutch. Like 
his finishing. Uh, he he was one of the top midfielders last year. 142 points. 142 points, 22 starts, which is good in a pep team. Yeah. Uh, 11 goals, 7 assists. That's like 50% return rate goals. Crazy. It's not starts. bad. And the thing is, I just think that he's at least 150 plus point player this year without Mares there and just a few more starts. He like he, he's amazing. Everyone's been rating him for years. It's kind of been surprising that he hasn't had more starts. Mm. I mean, he had a bit of injury last year, which affected that. But yeah, I just think no World Cup in the way, nothing like, yeah, I just think he's going to get more minutes. I'd be surprised if he didn't get 160 points. Yeah. So where are we rating this, guys? Foden, um, uh, like just or, yeah. in terms of just talking of City's midfield priorities. Yeah, so we obviously get KDB first, but the Grealish Foden, Foden. I, I think Grealish could have a massive year. He finished the season like a wild hog, a wild hog. Yeah. Well, he got 121 points mm. compared to Foden's 142. He had 23 starts, so two more starts, but I'm sure he played more games. I don't actually have the appearances stat here. Yeah. Five goals, 10 assists, so but providing way more in the assist department. All of that came in the second half of the season. That is true. Uh, yeah, you, you you could be right. Like yeah. He really, I think he's really cemented himself in that team and he just had a little bit of an adjustment period, but I feel like he will be almost as influential as KDB. I, those three again, like I, it's the thing is you, the risk you take with City mm. is we say every year, we're like Foden, look at this guy, Grealish, look at this guy. Yeah. And still they get rotated and still they don't quite haul as much as like the teams that really rely on certain players like your Liverpool's or your, you know, Arsenal's, for example, last year that mm. just play those same three guys and they get so many fucking points. Yeah. Like it's hard for those City players to compete with that unless they're getting more starts. So that could be something that happens this year because there are less wingers, mm. but we still don't know what's going to go on there. I still rate Foden higher than Grealish, in my opinion. The goal scoring threat to me is more. Yeah, he is silky. He's got a fucking killer finish. Yeah. Absolutely. And killer. KDB's, I think, looking a little doubtful for the start of the season, and Foden will most likely fill in for him in that creative role. In that creative role. So, might just start him off it's in interesting a good way. I, I would think that Grealish might, because he's just, his, his, his. But that's his, his role is out there. Yeah, but his passing ability is just so much better than Foden's. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. We talk about two stallions here, boys. Two stallions, two Trojan horses. Okay, two we could talk about stallions. this all day. Um, what? Well, where do they rank for you guys? I've said where they rank for me. How would you order them? I order them the same as you. KDB, Foden, Foden Grealish. But it's they're all great picks. Mm. They're all up there with the top like top ten mids. midfielders. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically just whoever falls to you. Really, you got to obviously put your priority, but. It's yeah, it's so hard to pick. Obviously, they're super consistent. They're safe bets. Mm -hmm. um, you just don't want to overthink those kind of picks. Okay, I want to talk Tottenham. Tottenham. Okay, Ange's boys, Postacoglu. Ange ball. They won uh, five nil the other day. Yeah, they did against a team that sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck was the name of it? Oh, I'll look it up quickly. Yeah. Anyway. So they won 5 0. I mean, the big talking points in their midfield are oh, yeah, here it is. Lion City Sailors. Lion City Sailors. Oh, my God, it does sound made up. It literally sounds like a made up football oh, team Jesus. in a movie. Anyway, 
No idea what that was. But look, the big questions obviously are Kane. If he leaves, who fills in for him? Richarlison mm. kind of feels like the most likely of those guys. And with he had a bad season last year, but he's played in that role for Brazil and done a good job. And he's had decent preseason minutes up there. Yeah, yeah, he scored like a brace the other day, or yeah, he's got or three goals. Yeah, in preseason, so and it, he's experienced in the Premier League. Like he killed it at Everton. He was, you know, mm-hmm. the talisman. You know, for for a year or two there, hundred percent. And Ange's got really attacking football, even if. Kane doesn't leave. Richarlison, I still think, has a place in that team. Mm. I mean, he's definitely up again. It depends on what system. I think Ange plays a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, it, it usually looks like that. Sometimes it moves across and he just plays, you know, three up the top as well. He has two yeah. wide wingers. Yeah. So say it's a 4-2-3-1, like you've got, I mean, let's say Kane stays theoretically. Mm. Then you've got three like kind of attacking midfield spots. Obviously, Maddo probably sits in behind Kane, Sun out on right wing, and you've got a left wing spot that's either Kulosevsky and Richarlison, which is basically up to them to decide because neither had a good season last year. Mm. Kulosevsky didn't look that great. No, he didn't. Yeah. And the upside of Richarlison, if you if we still don't know before draft where the Kane's going, is that he probably is the natural person to go in and play in the in Kane's role. So, how do you feel about looking at him in your draft picks if Kane is still there when we draft? I think he still sits pretty high, but I can't. I think it it's been easier for me to rank them in the midfields because I have not had a good look at a draft. In, in the eight-man mm. league yet. For mm. me personally, I'm not putting him that high unless I know that Kane's gone mm. just because I'd want more safety in my picks. Unless I've got really solid and he gets to hit meet him somehow and I can take the punt and I feel like it. Mm. But for me, my initial instinct is to not be that risky with him. I, I get that. And look, Kane, I've, I've heard Bayern have actually put in a bid now. Yeah, I've another one. Yeah, but no, I think this is the first official bid. Uh, I think the other one was like they're going to be in talks. I think it was all fake news, or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I it's hard. I mean, Sonny could really flourish in this team with Madison creating. I think maybe let's focus on that for a second. Yeah, I, I think Sun is going to have a good season. Uh, but personally, uh, look, I don't. I know you want to focus on that. I, I think Madison is the pick of the midfielders this season. I think he's going to be exactly what that team. Needs. I think he's he's going to be fantastic as well. It's just very hard to not go Sunny first. Yeah, I have to say mm. Sun first. You know, look, if if it comes down to it, I, I pick Sun as well. But just, I agree with you. I for me, he's very close. I think Madison is going to have but probably Sun- one of the biggest seasons that Sunny's like Sunny played. Real bad last year. Still yeah. racked up 152 points. Yeah, he came home strong. Yeah, but like, and then you've got Maddo, who obviously played in a struggling Leicester team, but only got 135 points. There is an injury risk with him. Nearly every season, he's out for a little bit of time. Mm. I just, I just think Son will benefit from Madison. Yeah, that's true. And he may become more prolific. And but then again, you know, when Son has really performed, he's been having that connection with Kane so mm. 
there's a lot of things at play in that midfield. I think the safest thing to do right now is to rank them as they are with Kane there mm. and just say... You have to, yeah. Sonny, yeah. Sonny is probably the pick of the bunch. Is Sonny sitting as a like second-round pick for you guys still? I think he's, he's up yeah, there still in that elite. Maybe first, he's, man. None yeah. of the new high... He's end of the first round. First for me. round. Yeah. I think he definitely sneaks into Still the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe pick eight. Especially since you know, we now know last season was because of injuries. Had it fixed. It's not just. Yeah. Or what's going on with him? He was perfectly fine. And mentally as well. Even if there was a little bit of that mental side of it, you know, the injury kind of covers that. Mm. But like now he's had the surgery, he might be like, okay, fresh start. I feel good. Yeah. There's nothing in the way now. Let's go. Yeah, look for me. Yeah, rank Sonny and Maddo, and then the rest of the team are question marks. I think that's fair. Okay. Guys, I'll do a quick uh, Chelsea summary. I know we've covered a lot of them, but it'd be great to hear where you're thinking about people like Sterling, for example. Yeah, we should do a Chelsea. shocker. Yeah. Well, where do we start? You know, we got Sterling, Mudrick, Gallagher might be there. He's had a good preseason. Um, under Poch, but you know, if if he moves to to West Ham, then look, if he moves to West Ham, I would love to have him as my my third third midfielder. Yeah, but where, where's he going to play in West Ham? He could play anywhere in that mid. I guess it's really he could come in and I mean he can't really do the job that Rice did. No, but but he has played in a defensive midfield I, role. He'd play in the hole like he kind of did at Palace. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not super excited about it. I mean, yeah, mm. he did a great job at Palace, but like, he hasn't looked amazing since. And look, he's got a couple goals preseason. I mean, I don't see him leaving unless we sign another defensive midfielder, because otherwise, he's going to be fulfilling that role for Chelsea, and then he won't really be a fantasy prospect. I think we should probably focus out. Um, chat elsewhere if we're talking yeah let's talk midfield. about Matson because from preseason he's really impressed yeah I, I agree with that but I also think he's probably more than anyone that like guy that's just shone in preseason and likely will probably go out on loan again do you think I don't know or be kept as backup but the thing is if you look at our midfield right now we've got Chukwameka who's been playing pretty well too mm. we've got Matawake who's been injured and not played any preseason minutes but yeah you know is we spent a fair bit of money on him Mudrik we spent a lot of money on him yeah he's playing uh Sterling I would say it's Sterling's spot to lose right now on the right wing mm. in my in my thought process I've been told well I've read a bit that um Pochettino could go somewhere between like a four two three one and a four three three. If it is a four two three one, then likely Jackson will be up top and, and Cuckoo in behind him. Yeah. Or another striker. Mbappe. <coughs> uh <laughs> and then Mudrick on the left. Bless and you. then and then Sterling, Sterling on, the right. on the right. And I I mean, look, Matawake maybe could come in on left if Mudrick's not performing. Chukwameka mm. could challenge that spot. Chukwameka can also play in behind the striker as well. Um, is there anyone I'm missing? The thing I'm... Well, Enzo will play in that deeper line. Yeah. Well, he'll play as a center. When I yeah. look at your current team in, and at the midfield people, like if Gallagher doesn't stay, for example, the only options I'm looking at is it's either Sterling or... Mudrick as picks. As, yeah. Like, well, because obviously in Cuckoo's rated at the forward. Yeah. Like everyone else, I'm not really touching Siri. They're a holding mid. It's a bit unknown. They're young. Yeah. I Might agree. be a very late draft punt, but. I think Matson will surprise people. 
I honestly think could be a bit of a He's a very back. potch player. I just think he'll be rotation. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that he couldn't fight his way into the team, mm. but I don't think he's starting 11. I think he's rotation along with Matawake until he find, they find their place. They find it, yeah. Now, if Sterling keeps playing shit, then that right wing is all up for grabs. And the same goes for if Mudrick still doesn't find form, Matson or Chukwameka or anyone else could make its way in. But it's all question marks. So I do agree with Heat. It's really up mm. to... Mudrick and Sterling in my mind. And where are you feeling about those guys overall as midfielder picks when we compare to other teams? With like, the style and the way that we've kind of played a little bit in preseason, we're looking half decent again. Yeah. If we can get Chile, Chile and James are fit, even though James had a little mm. something, something, but they create, they give us so much more. So I think, I think high. I'm optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Would you be thinking about them over any of the players we've just discussed or teams? Like over... A, Give me an example. Over a Madison. No, over a I wouldn't go over Madison. Sabaslai. Sabaslai. Yeah, I'd go over Sabaslai like Sterling or... Over or, Havertz. Yeah, probably... Or over Havertz. Yeah, I, I, think, I think so, yeah. yeah. I just can't figure out if I rate... I just don't know where to go with it because it's still so many question marks. Sterling mm. hasn't done amazing stuff in preseason. Mudrick scored a great goal. The mm. real shining lights are in, in Cuckoo and Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, yeah. So I think it, there is still questions, but they feel like later, mid to later draft picks when you've kind of settled on your main key guys. Yeah, I think you probably want to like lock in your top two of, each, of forwards and mids. Yeah, before those two. Oh, really? Like or fifth maybe, pick? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, there's no way Sterling is going in the fifth round. Yeah. No way. But no. like, would you be picking him earlier than that? Yeah, I might pick him as a third or fourth. And same with Madrid. But yeah. I am a Chelsea fan. As long as I've got no doubts, as I said before, with yeah. my first two picks, I'd be willing to punt on yeah. Sterling and then... As maybe a fourth player. Third or fourth, yeah. Yep. As long as the, the, the other two or three are, are really, really solid. Okay, we better cool. move on. Uh, now, maybe we just do a couple of other highlights from the rest of the... Yeah, I agree. League. I agree. So, I mean, I'm just looking through... Oh, we, we briefly brought him up. Let's talk Barnes. Yeah. So, Barnes, um, now that ASM is gone, he's just going to slot straight in. 138 points, 32 starts last year, 13 goals and two assists. Sixth highest goal scorer of the season. Like he scored the, he was the sixth highest scorer in the Premier League last year. Wow. My, my in one a terrible. Is what about the Gordon? It's Gordon versus Barnes now, isn't it? Mm, I mean, from what I've read, not necessarily. No. Because obviously there's Almiron out on the right. But they're both. Gordon left, has really. paid really good in preseason. No, but they've said that potentially he could be played out on the right. He could oh, potentially really? take Almiron's spot. Out of the three, who was. Out of if you're looking at Harvey Barnes, Almiron, and um, Gordon. Gordon, who was the most consistent, proven goal scorer out of all that? Barnes. Barnes by a mile. Barnes, yeah. yeah. Barnes had, by a mile. Almiron's had one season. Barnes. I mean, Gordon's had lot like half a season <laughs> at Everton. Yeah, I'd be going Barnes, Almiron, then Gordon. Yeah, based uh, off historicals. That's that's how I feel too. The only thing is, you know, Eddie Howe is typically very slow to vet new players in. Like he doesn't just put them straight in um, to the team. But it's hard to it's hard to ignore 
uh, Barnes's goal scoring prowess, mm. and he, he and how well he would exactly fit into what that they team. need as well. Oh, man, so Just a little bit more direct than the others. Exactly. I, I, I don't know, but then then obviously, you know, there were times where uh, how kind of messed with a two up the front system to try and fit Isaac mm. and Wilson in. You know, I guess the question is, is Isaac just going to be the number one man up front? Wilson's yet another year older. You know, will he just be playing mm. more of a support role to Isaac? I think it's just, it's going to be uh, fixture dependent on that. I think, I think there will be games where they'll play two up front, but there'll be games that just one of them play. Yeah. But I think that they're both good picks, by the way. Okay. Here's one I want to ask you guys about. Uh, he's already scored on debut. We talked about him briefly, Diaby for Aston Villa. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, as to zone that out a little bit further of just Aston Villa, I'm feeling pretty bullish on people like Douglas Louise, Jacob Ramsey, Diaby. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling good about that attacking line at, at Villa this season. Yeah, even like, Jacob Ramsey though, I feel like he's going to be the first to be, I don't know, when when Diaz has been Dia, playing really well in preseason. It's going to be tough for him to lose his spot. He is. He does have injury, unfortunately, at the moment, Ramsey. Yeah. Going to come back in September, but like looking at last year, one thirty-five points. Mm. Douglas Louise, one forty-two. Has Coutinho played? Um, I don't know if pre-season. he's been playing preseason, but I really don't think he's. He's not going to be factored factor. that much. Yeah. No, he'll. I mean, he'll be play a support role. But okay, quickly rank their midfield. I, I'd love to take a pin, punt on Diaby. Yeah, how high does he go though? He's new to the Premier League. I I think I'd be getting him around like five or six. I think or something. he could be someone's second mid. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I had one. Uh, I've got one actually. Oh, okay. Sorry, let's just quickly sorry. while you're looking up that, let's just talk about Brighton mid for a second because I've had a lot of questions on online about this. We've got Gross, March, Matoma. You know, I mean, and Ciso. You know, he 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 he's now he a midfielder. A bit, yeah. For me, the two best options are March and Matoma as the wingers. I feel like they're the most untouchable positions in that team. Well, obviously McAllister's gone now. Yep. Do you guys know who's on pens now? I'm not sure. I think probably Ferguson. I think I saw him take a couple. So, okay. Matoma. Yeah. I'd agree with that for sure. There's, there's going to be a lot more rotation this year. I think that like any, like, I think that you, if you're how high you're valuing, you know, Brighton players needs to just be dialed back a little. Mm. They're just not going to get as many starts. And look, we really did. We didn't rate Gross so much until he was already on his hot streaks. Mm. But I, I think that he'll be a very constant performer as well. He has been historically. He actually might. He's be had he's had well. flashes here and there. This is last season was definitely his strongest, except for when he had his very first season in the Prem back in seventeen eighteen. Mm. This has been his strongest one in a very long time. But yeah, I don't mind them as they'll obviously be rotation, but. They're solid players. Yeah. They're going to play majority of minutes, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, we're all in agreeing. Matoma, March, Gross. Okay. Uh, I want to move on. Mm. Eze. 159 points, 30 starts, 10 goals scored, 5 assists, 21 bonus points, and a partridge in a pear tree. Now, this guy's killing it. What else do we need to say? I think he's going high. He's killing it in preseason He's looking too. great in preseason. He's probably on pens now and he's on free kicks. He's got a great dead ball. He's so creative. He's direct. 
Um, Man, look, it's hard. With Zaha gone as well, you know, he just absorbs so much. He's a because, second or first mid pick almost. Yeah, like, he I stays think he's fit. On a late, if, you're, if you haven't got a mid by the time the snake comes back around, like in, maybe your first pick, you go Holland. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if you're faced with the choice of going for Eze because, mm. man, he is looking on fire. He is. Um, look, Elise, he's got a little bit of a niggle at the moment. Um, he might move, but at the moment we'll just treat him as a Palace player. I think he could have a breakout year if he stays at Palace. I know 11 assists, two goals last year. Those are pretty good numbers. Mm. Uh, Zaha out of the team like for good now, which means other people are going to have to step up. Mm. Uh, he's creative. He provides a lot. I, the only problem is that he has been rumored elsewhere. Um, and whether that comes to fruition, I don't know. If he goes to a place like Chelsea, which is <clears throat> I keep seeing his name. I I don't know why we're trying to sell, sign him. but <clears throat> Well, I do, but... We've signed so many fucking wingers. Yeah. I don't get that um, signing, but yeah. And then, yeah, so we probably rank them the same, I think. We'll probably say Eze, Elise, then AU. Yeah. That's what we got. Boys, one other mid I just don't want to throw out yeah. is Brennan Johnson at yeah. Forest, who's now a, oh, midfielder. He's a midfielder now. Was a forward, won wow. 22 points last season. Um, he's not bad for his well. first, yeah, not bad for his first season in the Prem. Eight goals, five assists. Mm-hmm. That becomes what at least you know one forty well, by being a midfielder. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we kind of saw like, I mean, Tony was pretty highly rated, but he had a pretty slow season mm. in his first year. I, I I didn't know he was a midfielder. Yeah, now. that's Midf- a thing. Great. I think it's going to be very sleeper, interesting. Yeah. I think that's a nice little sleeper pick if you got him as your. Th- like maybe a late second mid if you've gone defenders or something or mm. sec or third mid that's pretty solid in my eyes. Yeah. One last sneaky pick. Yeah, talked. I think this has to be the last. Are you guys happy with this one to be the last? Yeah. Is there any I've missed? Go for it. There's going to be Harry Wilson. Yes, I like that. So he's looked good in preseason. He was amazing in the championship. I I heard something like in the season that they came up, he had like 30 goal involvements or something. It was really high stats. I remember like being really excited for him last year. And then got injured and came back at the back end of last year. Still looked good, but never quite threatened the goal. Willian really had kind of hit the ground running at that stage. Um, I just think that maybe he could be someone that steps up for Fulham this year. They struggled a little bit in preseason. I know they really did not look good against Chelsea. I watched the preseason game the other day. Mm. Still not that much can be said, but like Mitro could be leaving. I just wonder, you know, is Wilson the guy to come up, create, give him something a bit more? He really could be. Where does he fit in for you though? Is that more like a fourth, fifth? That's probably kind of like your fifth mid yeah. at this at that well, stage. I'd go be early, even going fourth, early yeah. to be honest. Maybe fourth. Even, look, if I've gone super heavy, if I've gotten a few good defenders and a foot forward and two mids, he could be my third mid. He really could be. Potentially. Yeah. Starter every game, no other competitions but Prem. Mm. I it could fall that way. Boys, that was a lot of information. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I think here. we did good. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there's probably some we've missed. And the thing is, we've got probably two more pods before the start of the season coming out. Uh, we're going to do uh, defenders and goalkeepers one with a bit of draft strategy mixed in there. And we'll also, I think you boys, I'll be away, but you boys will probably do like a little snake draft and uh, yeah. yeah, maybe talk a bit about some promoted teams. Yeah, um, definitely. So there's lots of information still to come. 
But stay tuned. That was fun. Peace awesome. out. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Draft boys.